This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. This is the Blitz 1170. All right, it's 137 here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for tuning in this afternoon. My name is Jeremy Poplin. That is Bryce Hulse. Uh, we've got the doc, Dr. Chris Crane from Tulsa Bone and Joint, joining us here in just a little bit. Uh, also in the 3 o'clock hour, the big O, Jerry Ostrowski, former NFL standout, uh, will join us. We'll talk the value of running backs in the league and the drama that's been unfolding on social media. But first, let's hit up the hotline and welcome in a gentleman that joins us during major weeks he is Cam Rogers, and he is joining us now here on the Blitz 1170. Uh, you've seen Cam from everywhere, from Stadium, part of the Believe Network as well, and uh, always brings great info to us here during open weeks. What's up, Cam? How are you doing, buddy? Hey, good afternoon. Good to be with you. Excited to be here on the eve of the Open Championship. Should be fun. So kind of walk me through with how you're feeling right now, just about the overall course in itself. Uh, for those that don't understand that this is what it's been 10 years, I think, since we saw Rory win there the last time. For just a general over the overview, though, Cam, tell our listeners a little bit about the course itself at Royal Liverpool. Yeah, it's one of the easier courses in the open rotation. We saw Rory McIlroy absolutely blitz the field. He went 17 under par. Tiger was back in 2008 when he won here. He was 18 under par. Now, they did shorten the course from a par perspective. It used to be a par 72. It is now a par 71. In theory, it could be marginally harder as compared to the last two editions of the Open Championship, but it's still 7,300 yards, nearly 7,400 yards. Very demanding off the tee, though. Kind of different from what we saw last year at St. Andrews. St. Andrews is very forgiving off the tee. That's why somebody like Cam Smith was able to be triumphant because you could be a little bit erratic off the tee and save yourself from there. Cam Smith, not one of the best drivers of the golf ball out there, but this year you're going to have to be. And so that's why guys like McElroy and Scheffler are the favorites here this week. But I am anticipating a relative birdie fest at this golf course. I see a lot of rain, which means receptive greens, which means guys are going to fire at flagsticks. So expect a lot of birdies, maybe some eagles here this week. You just mentioned some rain. Uh, it's also been mentioned, too, how much that the wind can actually plague this course as well. That was a topic that we were talking about yesterday. That always seems to be a significant portion of the conversation around Open Championships. 100%. And also, the weather out there is so volatile. So even if you're looking at the forecast right now, it could change in the matter of minutes. And to be honest with you, I'm not seeing a lot as far as difficult wind conditions, 13 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, 12 miles an hour. That's obviously controllable for these guys. They're the best in the world. And I will say this, too. The only defense, in my opinion, of an open championship golf course at this day and age of golf with all the talent out there is the wind. And if you don't have wind, this is going to be a relatively easy course to play as long as you aren't spraying it off the tee like maybe Jordan Spieth tends to do, right? Maybe this isn't the best fit for him here this week, and I already talked about Cam Smith and his struggles off the tee. There are six holes that feature out of bounds when you are on the tee box. One of them is actually just a couple of paces off the fairway, so the margin for error is very thin. 
But that is all to say, if there's no wind, the winning score is going to be somewhere around 15 under par, 16 under par. So this is a course, Cam, that very rarely uh, off the tee do we see courses like this that give these guys the opportunity to get in this much trouble off of the tee. I think that's what's going to be a fascinating portion of this is they kind of uh, fight their way through at least what the opening couple of rounds are. Uh, the first two days of this, I think, are going to be fantastic. Yeah, 100%. And you have to be very strategic with where you place the ball within the fairway off the tee, right? Because we're talking about the bunkering that could be an issue, especially for the shorter hitters who can't fly those bunkers. If you get into one of those traps, you are staring at a one-stroke penalty in, in essence. So, you know, that is something that these guys are going to have to navigate. Now, Tiger Woods famously won this tournament back in 2006 with not hitting drivers. So it can be done to play conservatively. You don't have to be super long off the tee per se, but I would argue that distance is always an advantage when you're playing the game of golf, especially in a major championship. So, you know, I think it's going to be a really interesting test. Tomorrow looks all right weather-wise, and then it gets rainy on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So don't expect a lot of sunshine as we approach the weekend. Sports betting host on Stadium Cam Rogers is our guest here on the Blitz 1170 as we talk about the Open Championship. So a few uh, other things. Well, I say last thing on the course itself. What I like about Royal Liverpool is it is a course, and not many people know this, that technically if you wanted to, uh, there is uh, there is a way for people to be able to play this course. You can actually jump on the website. It's going to cost you a lot of money to be able to play courses like this. I love when we go to the Open Championships, and yes, some of them are private. Some of them aren't. The next several in a row in the Open rotation are all private. But Royal Liverpool does give the average Joe, for a price, an opportunity to jump and play one of the all-time famous courses. Yeah, I love that, too, and the same can be said for St. Andrews last year. You can play that course, too, and, you know, it makes me think about Pebble Beach. You can play that. That's a public golf course. Again, I think it's like 300 bucks a pop, so certainly not cheap to go ahead and play that. You can play TPC Sawgrass, of course, all the TPC courses. So, you know, there is that element of folksiness when you get to play a public course, and especially one that is as old as Royal Liverpool. It's just the beauty of the Open Championship, in my opinion. So I had mentioned 10 years since we saw Rory uh, win at Royal Liverpool, and it's and it's weird you go back and you look. He won in 14, basically, by two strokes over Ricky Fowler and Sergio Garcia. You know, Ricky has gone through the gamut and has been able to pull his game back to a certain level. Uh, can we start there with Ricky and how this course could potentially play into what his strong suits are? Yeah, he's having a fantastic year, especially compared to what was going on last year. His game was in ruins, and he nearly lost his tour card. If it weren't for the live guys going to live, I think he would have. So really an amazing turnaround for him, winner at the Rocket Mortgage Classic recently. And historically, Ricky Fowler is one of the best link-style golfers going back to 2008. As far as strokes gained is concerned, Ricky is inside that top 10. He's right up there with Shoffley and Fowler and Victor Hovland and Adam Scott, Alex Noren. So I think Fowler is very much live to win this thing here this week. And he checks a lot of boxes for me as far as coming in with good form, obviously has played well at Open Championships before, has the ball striking that you want right now. He's not 
sort of gimmicking his way to victory or top tens. And I say that in the, in the sense that he's not saving himself around the greens or he has a hot putter. Obviously, those things are more volatile. He's relying on ball striking, which is easier to repeat week in and week out. So I think Fowler could certainly be a factor here this week. When it comes to another Oklahoma State product, I saw a clip of you earlier. I think you're pretty high, Cam, on Victor Hovland, another Oklahoma State product. Yes, indeed, I am to the degree that I think he wins and hoists the Claret Jug here on Sunday afternoon. Seven top tens on the season. He won the Memorial back in May, runner-up at the PGA, solid top 20 at L.A. Country Club as well, the U.S. Open. He's sixth on tour in strokes gained off the tee, 10th tee to green, T4 at the Open last year. I think it's all set up for him to really break through in a major championship capacity. And he's in that sweet spot of the outright market in terms of betting that typically you see the open championship winner be at somewhere in between 30 to one and 20 to one. Victor Hovland is in that bracket right there. I think it's his time. I mean, the premier driving that he can showcase on this golf course is going to put him head over heels above a lot of shorter hitters out there. But he'll be right there with McElroy Scheffler here this week. But I do think he gets it done. The top five best coastal players on the tour over the past five years, Rom, Victor Hovland, you got Cam Smith, Xander, and, mm. and Colin Morikawa. I wouldn't be shocked if the winner comes out of any combination of those. And, and from what it looks like, it looks like the betting numbers kind of show that as well. Yeah, I love that stat right there. I've got Morikawa inside my top 10, Cam Smith, uh, Ricky Fowler, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy. A lot of these guys have great history dealing with difficult conditions on the coastlines, and a lot of them have what is ideal in those conditions. And I'm talking about a a, a tall ball flight and then a low amount of spin, because if You can hit the ball high with a low amount of spin. You are in perfect position to perform at an open championship because if you have a lot of spin, ball gets caught in the wind. It can go in crazy directions, but the low spin really helps you in that regard. So I would not be surprised either if the winner this weekend comes from that grouping there. All right, final one from me. I find this completely random, and it's it's odd anyway the way that the number one rankings are, are factored in and, and how we determine who the number one player is. But but Scotty yeah. Scheffler and the way that he's playing right now, still being ranked number one in the world, but what, 133rd with a putter in his hand. Uh, the putter has not been his best friend at all so far this season. It's very weird that he still holds on to that ranking. Um, where are you on Scotty heading into the Open? I like him a lot. He's number two in terms of my rankings. He hasn't finished outside the top 12 since October of 2022. Seven straight top 10 finishes on the PGA Tour. Beautiful finishes at the majors this year. Second at the PGA, third at the U.S. Open. Leads the tour in strokes gained, tee to green, strokes gained approach. You mentioned a flat stick. I think his saving grace this week will be relatively easy putting surfaces. And I say that because, number one, typically the Open has slow greens in its own right. And then you throw in the fact that rain is coming down. Then it gets even slower and easier. So I think it could be the ultimate equalizer for the bad putters this week. And Scotty Scheffler is, I mean, I hate to say it as a number one player in the world, a bad putter. But he's saving himself beautifully with his ball striking. So as long as he doesn't bleed strokes to the field with his flat stick, He's going to be inside the top five. He's been simply sensational this season. Top five last week at the Scottish Open as well. 
The only thing is, the last time a number one player has won an Open Championship, Tiger Woods did it in 2006, and we know that Tiger can buck a lot of trends. So that's some history that Scotty is fighting. But you know what? I'll tell you this. If he does not win this weekend, I think it's fair to say it's been a relative disappointment for him. I mean, not a lot of trophies to show for all these amazing finishes on tour. Incredible point, Cam, and that's why we bring you on. Appreciate your time. Uh, sports betting host there on Stadium. You can check him out as well on the Believe Network. Cam Rogers joining us here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for uh, all of the great info as well as we get set for the Open Championship. Thank you so much. Enjoy the week. That's Cam Rogers here on the Blitz 1170 and joining us via the Blitz 1170 hotline. You can go back and listen to that on our podcast page coming up here in a few moments on the Blitz 1170 app and at theblitztulsa.com. We need to take a quick time out. We'll come back with the doc, Dr. Christopher Crane from Tulsa Bone & Joint. Check in what's happening with him next here on the Blitz 1170 on this Wednesday afternoon. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.